What's going on, family? It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and this is the Faction Quick Hits. How are you doing for Wednesday morning? So, yeah, I know. It's a show day, and a quick hits on a show day, yeah. So that means the show's going to be crazy today. So I hope you're planning to tune in at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central on BonnerFiedRadio.com. You can listen to us live, and of course, if you missed that, you'll be able to check out the podcast uh, later on in the day. So a couple of quick things before we get into our quick hits today. First of all, thank you for your continued support of all things The Faction. We're super excited about that. Make sure you're following us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Also, in case you didn't know, yesterday was my birthday. I was going to do a quick hits, but decided to kind of not, though I wish I had. Anyway, thank you guys for all of the really kind words and things of that nature and you know i'm still accepting birthday gifts it is the custom so by all means you can do that and if you feel like doing some well never mind you already know the deal so here's the deal i want to jump into this really quickly before uh we get into the show later today and hopefully this is going to whet your appetite for the show there are a couple of big things we're going to talk about today one of them will be the controversy surrounding uh, Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH, and this T-shirt and all of the social media posts that have gone about that. I'm going to do my best to save my commentary for that. But what I do want to spend some time talking about today is this recent news that just hit regarding Saudi Arabia crown jewel and the first ever women's match to happen there between Lacey Evans and Natalia. So understanding the culture there in Saudi Arabia, it's gone through its own set of controversy. You know, one of the reasons that many of us had a hard time with the crown jewel or any of these Saudi pay-per-views there has been because of the real challenges in terms of how they treat women how they treat the LGBT community, how they also have dealt with America and the challenges there. And so it's been really interesting. But one of the things that WWE has always wanted to do, they felt as though their presence there would open the door for women to be able to perform on the show. If you remember, during last year's event, because women weren't able to be there, uh, they had the Evolution pay-per-view in the States. Now, they did not do the Evolution pay-per-view this year, and many think that that may have been a missed opportunity. I'm among the crew who believes that. But with that said, what does it really mean that WWE has made this huge move to be able to get a women's match on the Saudi Arabia card? Well, I think it means a couple of things. For one, they really have worked hard to be culture shifters. Now, granted, they don't always get it right, and I'll be the first to admit it, but you have to acknowledge that being a trendsetter in doing this type of thing, think about this. I believe it was in Abu Dhabi uh, about a year or two ago that they had their first women's title match. Uh, it was Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss, a huge moment there uh, in the world of pro wrestling. And so, WWE in the Mideast continues to seemingly set the bar. And I say seemingly because of this. Um, and I kind of want us to keep things in perspective. On one hand, I do think this is an amazing moment for women to have the opportunity to showcase their craft in a nation like Saudi Arabia that has not always been kind to women and has not always been liberal relative to women's rights. With that said, 
I still don't know that this necessarily justifies the partnership that WWE has had with Saudi Arabia or takes them off the hook for showing up in Saudi Arabia last year after uh, the issue that happened with the journalist that was definitely killed there in Saudi Arabia. Many think that the hit was ordered by the prince. So I don't necessarily want to wax too political, but I do want to say that this is interesting as we look at the impact of WWE in mainstream culture. So with that said, their impact on the Saudi Arabia culture to be able to have this women's match, what will it look like? Well, I'm pretty sure that both women will be fully clothed. There will probably be no skin out, though, you know, Natalia never has really worn many skimpy outfits. Uh, Lacey Evans might be more on the risque side, but I think obviously because of the nature of this it'll be significant will it be on the pre-show will it be on the actual main show i don't know but i do think this should be very very interesting to see how they approach this and again there's not a lot of time so We'll certainly see what will happen. Again, that's all going to go down as part of Crown Jewel, which we'll spend more time talking about today on our full show. So I do want to give you a very brief look into how my brain is working around this uh, controversy regarding the T-shirt and WWE, Jordan Miles, ACH. Let me start by saying this. I think this issue gets complicated and it gets complicated quickly because you're looking at a couple of things. Number one, you're looking at representation of African-Americans in this business, which I have to say in this year, we've seen some interesting things out of the WWE. Of course, Kofi Kingston becoming the first African-born WWE champion at WrestleMania, a massive moment. Uh, the New Day, of course, one of the top-selling merchandise acts in WWE, six-time tag team champions, wildly popular, even after being together for five years. You can look at some other scenarios and go, wow, representation is great. The flip side, of course, is Let's not get lost on the fact that Hulk Hogan has been ingrained and indoctrinated back into WWE culture. He's been on our televisions probably for the last four consecutive weeks on both Raw and SmackDown, where they were keeping him really exclusively for these Saudi events or international events. Now he's showing up on a more regular basis. Now, does WWE giving Hulk Hogan the opportunity to be in front of us mean that they are not racially sensitive i don't know that's why i say this gets complicated it also gets complicated when you have varying wrestlers who have accounts that say hey every time a t-shirt design was uh signed off on it had my approval first so do we are we certain that uh jordan miles knew about the shirt did not know about the shirt was there a bait and switch that happened here's what's interesting about all this first of all there were absolutely zero shirts sold so that could mean a couple of things it could mean for one that uh it never made the market though it did or it could mean that people found the design not to be attractive at all and didn't purchase it if you remember when this dropped it dropped initially when nxt moved to usa back in the middle of september 
And during that moment, they literally dropped about 30 T-shirts for a number of superstars who did not have any sort of merchandise at all. And they were what I'd like to call plain Jane shirts, very basic T-shirts. They did not have the image or likeness of the wrestlers. It merely had the wrestler's name and some sort of design. Kind of reminds me of the uh, logos that they used to do in the 80s representing uh, these wrestlers. This is interesting on a number of levels. First of all, um, it is a month after the shirt was released, probably about six weeks after the shirt was released, that this discussion is now happening. That's the first thing. The second thing where this is interesting is I'd love to know what triggered this thought and made it so where now, you know, Jordan felt the need to speak out about it. I don't know the answer to that. What's also interesting is Booker T has made a statement and uh, it's not exactly endorsing this movement. Um, I'm going to save more of my conversation for this for the show a little bit later today when uh, both Courtney and Clack can weigh in. But I will say uh, this. I think we have to be very aware of the climate that we're in. Uh, like it or not, whatever your political persuasion, uh, here in the United States, racial tensions uh, and the division that has happened because of race is perhaps more prominent, uh, certainly than it's been in recent memory and uh, definitely different, uh, really more so looking like what it may have looked like 50 years ago in this country. And you could certainly argue it has everything to do with, you know, leadership of the country, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think this, when we talk about racial sensitivity, I think we have to be careful about labeling things as racism. Here's why I say that, because the racism card is reminiscent to me of the Me Too movement in terms of when you start labeling someone a sex offender or a racist, you have absolutely put a label on them that is both damning and it can really ultimately cost them finances, opportunities, etc. I'll also say this. The scorched earth approach never wins, right? I think a lot of times people get upset and they just go all the way off. They scorch everything in their path and that can be dangerous. The last thing I'm going to say uh, about this in this quick hits is this. What is the ultimate end game? We're seeing and I'm seeing certainly across multiple industries, whether it's here in pro wrestling, whether it's in music, um, I think protests and activism uh, and, and fights for social justice are necessary, but I think there has to be an end game in mind. What is the goal? What is it that you are trying to accomplish? Raising awareness is one thing, but after we've raised awareness, what is it that we're actually trying to accomplish? Are we trying to get new designs done? Are we trying to get um, better representation for African-Americans in this business? If we are, what does that look like? 
And we have to ask ourselves, what does that really mean after we've had a six-month run of an African-American world champion, after we've had multiple tag team title runs uh, in the WWE? What does that really look like? I don't know the answer to that, but I do think that if you're going to have a protest, if you're going to raise awareness or be active, then there has to be a goal, something to say, we accomplished this, therefore, this is a win. I'll spend some more time talking about this with my brothers today on The Faction, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central. Don't miss it. Check it out at bonafideradio.com where you can join our chat room. In there, we have a great connection with wrestling fans where we can talk in real time about what's going on. If you should miss it, of course, stay locked to this very podcast here in this space where you'll be able to check out the show after it airs on bonafideradio.com. Follow us, as we said, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quick hit. So let me know what you think. And uh, I'll join you a little bit later this afternoon with my good brothers for The Faction. You've got it locked. The Faction, powered by Bonner Fight Radio.